Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden, The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Truth Straight Up, brought to you by... The show is brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. We both saw Dr. Jack Schaefer this morning. He is so great. <laughs> he is so good. Oh, you my God. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Right, actually, we'll have him on next and Wednesday. We are. We are. If you've never done acupuncture... Yeah. And do you have any aches or pains? And if, if you're young like us in our right. late 20s, you know, you've got those aches and pains. So. And also by happytrees.co. Um, so, so, so much to talk about today. And it being Party Friday, rest assured, we will indeed get to Cocaine Gate. I mean, what's a Party Friday? Without but, cocaine. Without, without Cocaine Gates. But why don't we start off with Chuck? This is going to be a shock to everybody. Once again, is riling up the rhino wing of the Colorado Republican Party. Got a call from Colorado Sun reporter Jesse Paul. So there is a, a, a meeting is coming up, the Colorado Republican Party State Executive Committee. It's 25 members. Members who are sort of elected through the precinct process, basically, okay. in the caucus process. Um, and there are bylaws, and there's some proposed bylaws. And the phone call from Jesse Paul from the Colorado Sun indicates that the rhinos are freaking out about it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have, it's not only fair to say they leaked it to him, but the proposed bylaws, it was not a press release that Dave Williams no, set no, out. No, no, and there are other bylaws changes, you know. Right, that are actually more significant. Well, well they're very they important the, ones, too. Yeah, but these are, so, you know, I can blame nobody but myself because I kind of thought it up myself and wrote it myself and and submitted it myself. So I'm, I'm guilty. I'm innocent. Yeah, Julie, in this one case, in this one and only case, she's totally innocent of, of any collusion. Um, but, you know, we want to do the opt-out, right? Where, where Republicans get to vote for the Republican candidates. In the, in the Republic, Only Republicans can vote in the Republican in primary. primary. Um, and because right now, uh, theory and all the, the left-wing centrists um, you know, came up with Prop 108. They said, okay, no, you can't have your own primary. You got to have one with, with, uh, so the Democrats independence in it. Yeah. And they do. They, they just go, they unaffiliate and they vote the Republican primary. Um, and then, then all the other ones. So last time, um, I don't know, some huge percentage voted in the Republican primary as opposed to Democratic primary, which would, if normal things were normal, would indicate the Republicans are going to have a great uh, 2022 because all these people are interested in the Republican Party. Yeah. No, they're interested in making sure the Republicans got the worst, in their mind, the worst candidates they could possibly have. And so when it came to the red gear election, boom. The general we, election, we, yes. Yeah, we lost uh, worse ever in the state the history. Of, there are many factors, but this certainly no, was, no, well, that was, was That was certainly one of them. So. And Gantt Theory isn't through. He, I just read an article by him where he said that, why shouldn't Democrats report? Yeah, he's in? a millionaire who's trying to get elected and has come up with all kinds of awful election law changes in Colorado. One of the well, things- he's getting elected. You know, he was he was indicted 
right. uh, for various uh, theft testers and, and managed to get get off in, in a, with a jury trial. Well, one of the things they proposed in order to opt out, because the court said, well, you can't. Th- th- have so the, to well, be- the case out of California said you can't prevent Republicans from having a Republican only primary. And I said, OK, we'll make it almost impossible. We'll acquire 75 percent of the entire membership. So in the, 20... the, well, the, no, not the entire, not all, just because this gets confusing. So there are roughly some 400 voting members in the Colorado Republican Party that vote on Colorado. Central Re- yeah, the state central committee that vote on Colorado Republican Party issues. And so the law says you would have to get 75 percent of them to vote to opt out. And the key provision that they put in there was and if and you can never get everybody to show well, up. They say the, the, the phrase is 75 percent of the membership. Right. Of the state central committee, not membership of the Republican Party. 75 percent of the state central committee. Most times. 75% of the state committee does not show up in person or by proxy. So it's literally impossible. And if whenever it is possible, it's going to be in the 90s. Well, um, and then they threw in a sleazy little thing that said, and if somebody doesn't show up, they're automatically considered no, that's a not, proxy. Yeah, well, they don't exactly say that. You okay. see, they're, they're very smart. Well, that's the way they're wording it. I mean, that's the so way it's The been- way they word it is 75% of the entire membership, which means if you didn't vote, come, it's equivalent of a no vote. Right. Um, and so I always feel Republicans are always the dumbest party, the the party of the dumb. And I go, why do we always just accept whatever they shove down our throats? <laughs> we can, we can have, who says it has to be a no vote? Yeah, you know. So, so uh, I put in one saying, if you don't cast a battle, we consider it a yes. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. I mean, we still have to get seventy five percent of people there and. Uh, and those who are not voting, which means, you know, 60 percent or 65 percent. It's still an uphill battle, but but that was, it was very clever of Chuck to say. It wasn't. No, it wasn't that clever of me. Well, That's the pathetic part. <laughs> it wasn't that clever of me. I didn't really well, get that. Yeah. But here's the and thing. And I've got another one coming up. Lots of them for the for the uh, ball meeting. But, but another one, they've made it impossible. They said every time that you have to do this every two years. Right. So, okay, we finally get 75%. And we opt out. And we opt out. We have to go back to the old system with no vote. You know, nothing. It has to be redone again and again and again. So I've got another brilliant idea. Is is If you get 75% or more um, of the people there or, you know, the voting so forth, that cannot be overturned unless you get 50% or more some other time. So it continues on. <laughs> well, but, you know, they, they all sit down and, and come up with this Make crap. challenge it, right? Well, well, they sit down and they go, okay, how can we screw these dumb people? Right. And, 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 and of course, you have some just willingly dumb who are really Democrats and others who are just so dumb. That the rhinos, this is my sense. So what happens is, so Chuck has um, pr- put this bylaws out and it's mailed out or emailed out to the members of the executive committee. That's roughly 25 people. Um, and what happened, but it's not, wasn't a press release. Dave didn't send out a press release. So somebody, and it's not a leak really, because it's not secret, but somebody secret. handed it to the Colorado Sun reporter, Jesse Paul, who then called Dave Williams and then who called Chuck about it. Right. Um, now I'm going to submit, I have no idea actually how he found out, but my guess it would be a rhino because the rhinos want to keep the primary closed because the rhinos are controlled by the consultant oh. class and they make money. Well, open, it's called open. Get well, okay. They, they want to keep it so 
that everybody's God, yes. you're right. They want to keep it so that everyone can vote on it. So the consultants can make a lot more money and they can make sure, uh, or do their best to make sure that all we get are rhino candidates. I'll say like a Joe O'Day who is for yeah, abortion yeah. and would never vote at Pam Anderson, who's for, you know, the Dominion voting machines and work for Mark Zuckerberg and all that. So that's the kind of candidates the rhinos want. And so- as a practical matter, Kent Theory, as I said, is coming up with a proposal and he'll fund it with millions of dollars. That Democrat, you can vote in any primary. Therefore, Democrats will nominate only one person. Republicans will dump two or three or, or, or whatever it is. And then the Democrats will come in. They won't vote in the Democratic primary. They'll vote in the Republican primary because Democratic primary is only one person. And they'll just get a true, you know, they right now you, you get, you get basically, um, you get basically, Rhino Republicans, and they want to change it too. You get Democrats. When you get to the polls, you can choose by the Democrat, Democrat, or the Republican Democrat, but right. you're going to get a Democrat. But that's that's down the road. So what's interesting about this, oh. though, is the fact that, uh, and if, pardon us for going over this, because I'm sure you're thinking, this is a little bit in the weeds, guys. And if you're thinking that, you're absolutely right. It's important and it's significant, but it's kind of in the weeds, right? It's not the kind of thing your average reporter would pitch or something. I've got this great idea. See, the Republicans have a little bit, little, and then they're going to propose this bylaw change. And the editor would be like, stop, my eyes have already glazed yeah. Yeah, right, right. And they went to the story. So this is being pushed, I submit, by the rhinos and the Democrats and the Democrats because they want to put a stop to it. They're going to somehow gin up some kind of outrage over this. It's right. probably going to be racist, anti-trans, homophobic, and it's going to cause global warming. You watch. I mean, yeah, all of those no, terrible no, things. No question about global warming. Yeah, no question. It's going to cause global warming and, and, and gas stoves. And Jesse said they're going to be down there for the convention. In in August, August fifth, um, nobody comes to a midsummer. The <laughs> main thing on the thing is choosing a vice chair, right? Uh, and there's no huge battle on the right vice chair. There's nothing, and the other primary ones are not are not uh, yeah. contentious at all. So these, but so now, so now because of just little me, um, they're going to come down, and we're going to have a huge brouhaha <laughs> and have a fight. Who knows going to come out? The rhinos, I think. But the- but all it took. You know, I mean, I would start thinking about other things, how to solve <laughs> world <laughs> peace. <laughs> Like put some kind of they're going to spray some kind of you know spray in there that turn all the Republicans dumb again. They're yeah, like, yeah, wait, yeah. what's happening? We've got these grassroots people. We've got Dave Williams. We've got Ben Nicholas. We've got Peg Cage, Todd Watkins, Anna Ferguson, Dave Williams. All of these people are like thinking now, and they're not just doing what the consultants and the rhinos tell them to do. And that or the Democrats that. Democrats pass something, and we never go. Okay, well, how do we fight against that? We go, okay, we'll just have to do whatever they tell us. We're not very bright. Speaking out about it, and that, I submit, is the good news about all of this, and that is the grassroots of kind of taking control of the Colorado Republican Party. Rhinos do not like it. Consultants do not like it. I assure you there's going to be some quote in there from Dick Wadhams talking yeah. again yeah. about how awful this is going to be to change the bylaws. first call after me was Dick Wadhams. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, who didn't even probably, Dick Wadhams is probably going like, what? And if you just said Chuck, Chuck Bonnie. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he hated yeah. it. So, yeah, we'll just say Chuck Bonnie well on the Washington. Sandra, so that was called rank voting. No, rank voting is that the winner is not the person who gets the plurality of votes. Um, the winner is the person, if you don't get a majority, um, or even in some cases if you do, then you go to their second choice. And that is to, to you know, purportedly you're going to have more liberal candidates because 
you know, the more extreme will not get yeah. the second vote. It just it's another garbage deal. This is some kind of this is a very in the weeds sort of technical thing for that 25 people in the Colorado Republican Party leadership will vote on. Um, and but rest assured, they're doing a story on it. I mean, I'm sure it took him a half an hour to explain it to no, Jesse and, and Paul. This, and he was is, like, well, this is not going to be the 25 in the executive committee. Oh, this would be, the, yes, this is, well, right. But the, the bylaw change will be to, for everyone? Yes. Okay. Yes. At, at any rate, this is an obscure in the overall world. But of, it's really important because then important. you do end up, if we get this through and we get the opt-out through, I mean, you'll, you won't just be Democrats, Democrat and Democratic alike. Right. Um, yeah. Ask yourself, why would a Republican be opposed to not allowing Democrats to vote in the Republican Party? As I said before, that'd be like, you know, the new coach of the Denver Broncos calling up the Kansas City Chiefs coach and saying, hey, who do you think we should yeah, grab? That guy you know, who, who didn't win any games last yeah, year. I think we should start. And then they say, oh, you should start them. You know, why don't you maybe get whoever back? You know, I mean, it's and ridiculous. Quarterback, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why they don't do it. So why? Would any Republican, real Republican, say we want Democrats to, to select our candidates? I mean, there's a there's not a good reason. So just keep your eye on this. We'll keep your posted. It's just funny that and you know it's going to be a negative article. And it's I don't know what it well, is. Well, I told you, Paul, you're not calling me because you're doing a positive article. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I'm a conservative, whatever that means. And there are no positive articles about conservatives. <laughs> they don't exist. So. Right. And what do you say? Well, you don't have to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting. Keep your eye on the Colorado Sun to see how that comes out. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 again, the overriding news here is the um, the rhinos, as we suspected, are not going quietly, right? They didn't say, oh, well, I guess we'll just let the grassroots run things then, since that's I, what I everybody... do have to put my mind to world peace. I think, you know, <laughs> and the Ukrainian war, something else. Yeah, cluster bombs going to Ukraine. Yeah, actually, they're, they're all, yeah. But here's the thing, too. We want to talk a little bit more, because uh, this in-the-weed stuff is crucial, because a lot of times that's where key battles are fought. And let's take a look at what's going on in California. Yes. I mean, these are some also some obscure primary... Um, you know. They always call it inside baseball, but but it's really the entire, you know, like, okay, how many strikes does it take to get it out? You go, well, let's change it to four, you know? I mean, yeah, again, it kind of matters. So you want to explain, so in California, the RNC, um, who is clearly not, they're anti-Trump, right? Um, and they're doing everything they can. You'd think, being the Republican National Committee, they would be, you know, we will be unbiased and we'll support whatever candidate we get, unless it's Donald Trump, and we're going to do everything we can to prevent him from getting the nomination. And California is a state that has a massive number of delegates. So what they're trying to do is switch around in the primary vote how they award their delegates. Yeah, let me give a little background. Right. Um, Right now, Donald Trump is winning uh, pretty significantly, but I think he averaged 52% or or around there. Um, so if we go to the convention and he has winner-take-all states where he gets 60, 60% in Colorado and, and, or 60% in California, well, he'd take all the delegates. Um, so what they want to do with the DeSantis they people, the RNC, yeah, this, the DeSantis RNC people, and the DeSantis people, they want to have a, a brokered convention. So if Trump doesn't get 50 percent um, of the delegate votes, then everybody is free generally. I mean, there are some exceptions to that, but including so one. So the delegates can vote for whoever they want. Whoever they want. So you have a, what's called a brokered convention. So DeSantis knows he can't win now outright, but maybe in a brokered convention he could. So he he he's absolutely against 
all of the winner-take-all states. He wants it proportional, therefore making it difficult or impossible for Trump to win in the first round. And then to aid that, this is where the California GOPE uh, yeah. came in. So why don't you take so, it from there? So, well, I don't know all of the technical details, but essentially the Colorado Republican Party in California wanted to change the rules and basically prevent Donald Trump from if he- the winner take off. From the winner take off because Donald Trump will win, um, which is a change, right? And and then you've got people like Harmeet Dillon, who I kind of used to like, but she's clearly a DeSantis tool and an establishment tool, at least in this case. So, and Laura Loomer did a great job on yes. this. So yes. California was trying to very quietly change its rules. And I think they were not playing straight with the Trump campaign about this either to change its rules. And all of a sudden, Laura Loomer and other Trump supporting people said, wait a minute, what's wrong with the old rules? And they're like, well, you know, there. Well, what they said, and this is what the lie is and that, you know, Republicans are dumb mantra. California has moved its primary, just like Colorado did. Back Everybody's on Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. And they had some rule that if you had winner take all um, rules that that you couldn't do that or you'd lose half your delegates. Um, except uh, you could have a winner take all if if you can't got more than 50 percent. Well, the California people left off that little huge proviso. <laughs> yeah. And then Harmy Dill and all the rest of them wrote out, hey, uh, we had to do this. You know, it wasn't our fault. Uh, you know, it's, 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 we have to move it back to to March 5th. And because of that we have to do it. Which is not true. And then Laura Loomer said, that's not true. And then, <laughs> and then um, Everybody said, Sundance at, at, at Conservatory S kind of took up the cause. And he got in a fight with a guy named Mike Davis, who was peers on, on uh, Steve Bannon's war room. And some of these, you know, he's a former law clerk for Gorsuch. They sound like they're Trump supporters. Yeah, like we're, 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 Army, Army is working with Trump. And we checked with the Trump campaign. It was they were cool with this, and, and they were good with it. And they still have it. It's like who, what? And so, and so, you know, he, so Sundance. Look, I, I'm used to parcel speak. Um, who, yeah. who in the Trump campaign told you? And they wrote back, going, "I wouldn't expose someone to all these things." And he says, "Well, if you don't expose it, then then it's it's a lie." Yeah. And, and he wrote back, "Go f you." That was the final one. Um, and now Harmony Dillon and I wish we'd gotten that tape has come on and says, "Oh, I'm for the fifty uh, percent, and also not twenty, the fifty twenty. That I've always been for that." Yeah. And she's so. lying through her teeth, and and there are plenty of Colorado Republicans who are exactly the same. They pretend to be conservatives. But really, they're just wheezing. That's the thing. And the reason we're talking about this, and I know, again, it's obscure, but this is to a great extent where the battle is also being fought, right? Yes, on one hand, it's being fought on bigger stages and the Trump rallies and DeSantis small rallies, things like that. But it, in the rules, which have a lot to do with things, which have Everything. a lot to do with things, the battle is being fought there, too. And you've got to keep your eyes on the rules because that's where they, it's like a shell game, right? That's where they kind of move it around. Like, Well, when they say, and I wish you wouldn't call it kind of to, to, because it's the whole game. Right, right, okay. it's, it's, it's the whole game. I mean, it's, it's. I guess you're right. It'd be like in baseball if all of a sudden you change it to four strikes, only you didn't tell one team you were going to do that. And it's only right. good for one team. And it's only, yeah, it's only good for one team. So that's all going on. And then interestingly, Tucker Carlson, kind of tying into all this, 
we've talked before about, so why is it that they hate Trump? And again, keep in mind, they don't just hate Trump. They hate us. They hate anybody who goes against their world order, which is all designed to make them rich and powerful and keep us quiet, silent, and eating bugs. And, and now the world economic forum doesn't even want us to have a car anyway. So all the, all the, all that EV stuff, that's going to be moved anyway. Um, but, but Donald Trump stands up to that. And he stands up to that because we elected him to stand up to that. And he's going to continue to stand up to that if we elect him. And that's why they so hate him. And Tucker Carlson spoke out for the first time since he got fired on Russell Brand's show. I guess the whole Joe Rogan thing didn't go down. Um, and he said a couple of interesting things. One, he said he still wasn't really clear on why he was fired, um, but he was shocked that he was fired. Secondly, the show he was planning to do, uh, the Capitol Hill Police a police chief told him that there were like only about a million federal agents in the crowd on January 6th. So he was going to report on that, but didn't get a chance to, cause he was fired. Um, and then he also said, you know, what about Trump? And, and he said he liked Trump personally, and then said kind of wisely, I think for him, you know, I'm not going to weigh into who I think should or shouldn't win. He said, I did that before and I was wrong on every count. <laughs> and he said, so that's not where I want to go. He said, I don't consider myself a great political analyst or anything, but then he hit it on the head. He said, what I care about are people and ideas. And then he hit on the head, I think exactly why Trump is so popular, which is also why they hate Trump so much. So Thomas, if we could please play the Tucker on Trump soundbite. I, you know, I think looking back on this 10 years from now, assuming we're still around, uh, I think we're going to see Trump's emergence as as the most significant thing to happen in American politics in 100 years because he reoriented the Republican Party um, against the wishes of Republican leaders. Uh, But when I think about Trump right now, so it's July of 2023, you know, I'm struck by his foreign policy views. You know, Trump is the only person um, with stature in the Republican Party, really, who's saying, wait a second, you know, why are we supporting an endless war in Ukraine? And that, you know, leaving aside whether Trump's going to get the nomination or get elected president or would be a good president, you know, I can't even assess that. All I can say at this point is I'm so grateful that he has that position. He's right. And everyone in Washington's wrong, everyone. Mm. And Trump is right on that question. And it's a big question. That war is reshaping the world. It's reshaping the economy of the world. It's reshaping populations. The ref- I mean, I was just in Romania last week, you know, which is, of course, shares a border with Ukraine. It, the, the refugees in that region, the number of people killed in that war, I mean, Europe will never be the same because of this war. So that's sense and cluster bombs, by the way. But, yeah, it, yeah. but he's right. I mean, that's why they, among other reasons, they hate Trump. And it's as, as if the Russians couldn't kind of go, oh, cluster bombs, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just send those back. So no, well, well, they'll just go, yeah, well, we're our cluster bombs. We don't have any good. Start making them just like they said, oh, nuclear bombs, great. Let's get our own. It all kind of ties in together. There was a lot happening, switching kind of a little bit to topic two, a lot happening in, in the social media censorship world this past week. A great decision. You guys probably heard about this. Missouri v. Biden. The judge issued a temporary restraining order, sought 
by a couple of Republican, hello, Republican attorney generals, thank you, um, who woke up and said, you know, they, they filed a lawsuit against the government, the DOJ, FBI, Department of Homeland Security, the CDC. White House, and CDC, colluding with and forcing, essentially bullying to a certain extent, right. we now know, big tech companies and the media to censor speech that they didn't like. Not wrong speech, not misinformation, just speech that they didn't well, like. Well, anything that disagree with them is by definition. Right. misinformation right and the judge called that thank you judge orwellian yeah. and so and, and he considered it serious enough that rather than wait till the whole lawsuit goes through he issued a temporary restraining order telling them they had to knock it off right which is which is huge now they're appealing it of course so that tells you a lot why would they appeal it's like so they, they and, and what msnbc said well, this is a danger to all of us if we can't censor people who say things we don't like we're all and it's a we're all dead uh, yeah it, it, that would be like we have a first amendment or some that, stupid idea like that. And people could say what they think yeah. even if you disagree with them. Yeah, like, they, if you disagree with your masters, you're not allowed to. Uh, oh, that's no. disinformation. And some a couple of other things that tie into this is um, so Facebook, aka Meta, released um, this is kind of funny. AKA Zuckerberg. AKA Mark Zuckerberg released what they're calling threads, which is essentially a, a Twitter. It's their kind of version of Twitter. Um, and I think they're hoping that they can make it even bigger because they have, you know, they have Facebook, they have Instagram, stuff like that. Um, and that was going to be like Twitter. And then they immediately started censoring it. Donald Trump Jr.'s posts on threads are banned because it's misinformation. I mean, everybody, anybody who tried to post anything that didn't totally follow the company line was immediately censored. And that's why it's kind of sad that the judge, I, I mean, the media, I think anymore, doesn't need the government to tell them what to censor, no, right? No, Mark Zuckerberg no. knows what they don't want him, what they want him to censor. In the meantime, then. Which is why you never thought they had to do it, you know, because MSNBC, everybody else, you think, you know, they don't need anybody to tell them. No, they're part but, of But it, they didn't think that was enough. So they right. met with them all the time and gave them lots of money. Every Wednesday. It's like Elon Musk said this. So they canceled the meeting this Wednesday, right? Yeah, right. So they were going to tell Facebook what to do. Yeah. And like, you know, Elon Musk said, you got to wonder, what do they talk about at all those meetings? Yeah. Huh. Charlene says, Threads is home for 1984. <laughs> exactly, right? So meanwhile, Elon Musk is now suing Zuckerberg, saying he hired a bunch of face of former Twitter employees to help put this together. So we'll see where that goes. But in the mean meantime, Twitter did something weird, and I'm not sure why. Mark or, or Elon Musk um, said that he was going to temporarily um, limit, now who knows what that means, the number of posts. If you're not like a registered Twitter user, the number of posts is going to limit the number of posts you can see to 600, which if you're a Twitter user and you're scrolling up and down, I mean, it wasn't clear. Does that mean if I'm just going zip, 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 scrolling down? I mean, it wasn't clear, but bottom line, 600 isn't really very many. Now, if you're a blue chip Blue Mark user, you can you see, where you, which I pay and I pay that because I support Twitter. I support what Elon Musk is doing. It doesn't, from what I can tell, just for you guys, if you're thinking of doing it, it doesn't seem to give you, you any didn't tell me that. benefit. Oh, but yeah, but, oh, I, I think I did. But at any rate, well, it's eight bucks. Um, it does a month. A month. It doesn't seem to give you any particular, like you don't get more likes. I don't think it, maybe it does if you're bigger than us. It doesn't give you more high profile. But at any rate, he limited that. And he was saying he had to do it because there were too many people data scraping tweets. And what that means is they go in, um, they being anybody from advertisers to the Department of Homeland Security to you name it, 
um, to Facebook, right? And, and they go in and they get all kinds of information that you aren't aware that they're getting from your tweets and things, right? Um, now, I don't know whether that's the real reason. I don't know whether... Well, Sundance pointed out everything from Sundance. Right. Days, but, but they could have done the same thing by just one of those things you see that comes up saying, are you a robot? And you say, no. And it says, okay, in which of these boxes is there a motorcycle? And that apparently, you know, the... the uh, well, that computers, one, the, the robots can't or not. Yeah. Again, I'm not sure about that. I mean, there are other people and I suspect this might be something, too, is that Elon Musk is losing money hand over oh, fist on Twitter right. and is trying to push people to pay the eight bucks to get verified. Right. Um, but then there's um, another guy, though, this guy named Mike Benz. If you don't follow him on Twitter, I started. He's pretty interesting. He's a former state State Department cyber guy. And he said. You know, I don't know what's going on. Elon Musk said, and I know the Twitter world is upset about this, about Twitter limiting the number of views if they're not a blue check. But he said the people who are really freaking out are all of the departments that the Homeland Security, Department of Justice, FBI, all of those people, because he said they are the main ones doing the data scraping. Right. And they do this data scraping, he says, to go to be able to figure out how to create AI algorithms to censor us even further. I, I mean, I, was, I hadn't even, I was like, whoa, it's like so bad. It's just so awful what we're up against. But if we could please, so I want you guys to be aware of this because I didn't understand this is how it worked. So if we could please play Thomas the Mike Ben soundbite. You could not censor the internet before 2016 at the kind of scale that you do now because you have AI censorship models. That is, there's a AI censorship death star that has been under construction and innovation and renovation, uh, you know, every every week, every month, every year for the past six, seven years now. And it all relies on massive scraping of Twitter data in order to build these models and databases to track trending narratives, to systematically surveil and build sort of intelligence dossiers and to track and to turn down all at once communities online, you know, political communities, uh, social or public health communities, you know, uh, any you know, climate communities, I mean, the, you name it, whatever the sensitive policy issue of the day is, you can use this massive Twitter scraping capacity to ingest everyone's tweets and then disambiguate out all of the words that they're using, the hashtags, the themes, the memes, and to build this sort of code book of, of, of online communities that can then be used for mass censorship, that is used for mass censorship. I was like, whoa, you know, and then let's combine that with, did you see the French police, Macron now gave them the ability, we did a story on this for the Chronicle and the TV station years ago. So your cell phone, if you were, this is before you had to put spyware into it. And if you bought the spyware, you could download it, say onto your spouse's phone right. and you could, without your spouse being aware of it, turn on the microphone and the camera right. and read the text. I mean, so you could essentially turn you have access to the yeah. entire phone. Yeah. So you don't need that spyware anymore. The phone's all have that capability yay um thank you apple but but what macron has done is told the french police that they can turn on that so they can turn on everybody's phone and i mean essentially use the phone as a spy spy to spy on the phone owner so can you imagine what they're going to do with that so it's just it's important to know that that kind of stuff is going on um let's see from charlene whatever sundance thinks i agree with exactly yes julie agencies are data scraping um, did you hear what Harmeet sniffed out on on um or what 
Laura Loomer sniffed out on Harmeet. Yeah, yes, Harmeet, really... you have to go back to the beginning of the show. We talked about bylaw changes that Colorado runners were opposed to and that whole California thing too. Um, and then Charlene, per- person of interest level of surveillance. Well, and I don't even know, again, you would think, though they don't need a warrant, right? I mean, the data scraping is just this whole interesting thing, but I didn't realize that that's what they were using it for. So with with this, if they can data scrape, which is legal, though you don't actually need anymore to have meetings. That's why the judge's ruling, I think, is probably going to be too little too late. You don't actually have to have meetings with them. who, Who controls this AI machine? Well, all right, that would be, well, so- the Department of Justice. I guess yeah. you're right. You would still have to tell them. But if you wanted to, you could just tell Twitter, you know what? You know, we, we have this contract with you, Elon Musk, you know, with Tesla and the rockets and all that. And, you know, we, we just hate it when people talk about COVID masks not being useful. Yeah. And he's like, okay. I mean, you could create this AI thing. And that's where it's like, you know, and you have no recourse, right? Some AI algorithm has decided without any kind of knowledge, actually, it's just based on what mathematical probability, basically, that your tweet is whatever needs to be censored. Well, that's how we we got, I assume we got kicked off YouTube. Right. They can't be having persons, individuals searching every podcast out there. Right. So we had a podcast, we talked about mass and what the governor said you didn't have to with little children. And and the and the AI machine goes, hmm, okay, uh you're permanently banned. Right. Exactly. And so that's alarming to think that they're doing it because what they can then turn around and do, obviously, is use that. I mean, they could do they could do massive roundups, right? They could use the same oh, sure. other technology to say, oh, here are all these parents talking about school board stuff, right? right? Here are, you know, Chuck and Julie and all of their listeners or all of their followers and the people who follow their followers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're clearly, you know, insurrectionists, right? right? And, and they're planning a conspiracy and things like that. I mean, it is... And for the Biden administration to appeal this court temporary injunction saying that that it's harmful, it's dangerous to let to let, you know, people just say whatever they want. Like there's a well, Andrew Mitchell had had some tool bag on and and he was saying this is incredible. This is just election interference could be occurring and we have no way to save people. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. It's just, this is from um, Sandra. That's one of the many problems with the 5G net, 5G network. AI is now used, she says, at the U.S. at the Postal Service Distribution Center. I just found that out because a package that should have gone to Iowa went to Georgia instead until a human finally caught it. And then Charlene, didn't the French Parliament have that bill queued up and ready to go right when the riots occurred? I, probably. I'm, I, I suspect Charlene, you know, I mean, they're probably using FISA warrants, yeah. you know, to queue it up against us, too. The United States is going to be a little more secret about it. They don't, you know. Don't well, know. and to a certain extent, the geofencing kind of technology that right. they used and the, and just getting the banks to give bank records right. in January well, 6th. Well, then they get banks to, to take the accounts away from people like Nigel Farrar. Right, exactly. So just want to let you know, that's all going out there. So be- Just to help you out. Just be aware. Yeah, exactly. Nice summer's day. Just to make the world a better place. But now, it being Party Friday, I want to turn our attention to Cocaine Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say, my daughter and I were talking about this. When did it break? Sunday, right? 
And, and I'm like, yeah, it's stupid. She goes, that's the most incredibly stupid thing I ever heard, mom. Who cares about a little bag of cocaine at the White House? I'm like, yeah, I know. It's probably whatever. But I have to say anymore, the Biden administration, and you guys tell me what you think, the Biden administration is being so squirrely about this. I got to wonder what's, if, if there isn't something to this, right? Yeah, yeah. If they had just said, whatever, Secret Service is investigating, happy 4th of July, everybody, yeah, yeah. it would have gone away. So I want to kind of walk you through some of the things that are going on and why I want from being like whatever about the story too it's clearly something's up here i i, I mean either that or they just have the worst pr campaign either you know pr people that you ever know of. so if you don't know so on sunday the secret service it, the reason it got out is they found like a white powder so they thought it's this anthrax this is something dangerous what is it right so they called all the hazmat people out who rushed to the white house the white house was evacuated and turns out it was like a personal use size bag of cocaine right party favor party favor on the unfortunately for them though now everybody was there covering the hazmat because the liberal media were hoping that trump supporters had snuck anthrax into the white house you know and and so any anti-trans people so they could blame them and it turned out to be cocaine so initially they went for from it was found on the grounds. Then they were like, well, it was found in the White House. Then it was found in the library. Then it was found here. Then it was found there. I mean, the story about where it was found has changed repeatedly. I've, I thought it hasn't. My, my own conspiracy theory, and I acknowledge this is not realistic, is that, is that Hunter had stashes all over the White House, you know, wherever he needed to go, you know. <laughs> and they found one, and they found another. Oh, my God. He said there were actually bags of cocaine. All right, he hit them all over the place. <laughs> Uh, well, that could be. Um, so it's not really clear. I do know that the dispatch from the um, the Washington, D.C. police referred to it as being in the library. You would think that somewhere the Washington, D.C. police have like a map of the White House. So <laughs> if they're calling their hazmat team to respond, yeah. to the, they need to know where they're going because the library, I think, and where they're talking about are not all that close. But anyway, that aside, so that's one of the first things that they started changing, right? Um, and then, you know, they they just kind of keep saying, oh, it's no big deal. You know, we're not going to answer it. But all of a sudden, no, they're not. The kind of questions they're being asked, you'd think you would just say no to. Yeah. And so thank God for Comer, because he's going to keep torturing them with this. Um, he, the House Oversight Committee today announced that they're launching an investigation to figure out how this white powder got into the White House and who brought it. So I'm going to go through this. Some of this is kind of funny. So I'm the, I mean, they're, they're, it's just their excuses. Their lies are so bad, right? Um, this guy, Andrew Bates, who's kind of like a lower level PR guy, was with a bunch of reporters on Air Force One. Um, and so some of the reporters, they tried to blame it on Donald Trump. They were teeing up a question for him, right? And he could have said, Donald Trump is awful. We hate him. But instead, he gives this bizarre reason why he can't answer the reporter's questions about who had, where the cocaine come from and was it Hunter Biden. If we could please play the Hatch Act soundbite. You know, President, uh, former President Trump has made some pretty wild posts uh, recently on social media. Uh, one of them was that uh, the cocaine found in the White House was had belonged to either the president or his son. Are you willing to say that that's not the case, that they don't belong to them? I, I don't have uh, a response to that because we have to be careful about the Hatch Act. Uh, what I will say is that I have noticed there does seem to be some increasing frustration coming from that corner in general. Uh, and I think it is probably rooted in the contrast between their substantive policy records. <laughs> so let's break that down. I mean, that's a yes or no question. You would think that it'd be pretty easy to say, are you willing to say that the, the, the cocaine did not belong to Biden or Hunter? I mean, you, I mean, you're pretty sure you, I mean, 
they know, right? You would say yes or no. But then the Hatch Act, it's like the well, Hatch Act. It would only be the Hatch Act would prevent federal, federal employees from gaining, gaining an election uh, processes while they're working for the federal government during the working hours. Well, that was only be a political one if it was hunters or... Right, exactly. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with the Hatch Act. The Hatch Act just basically says you can't campaign if you're a federal well, worker on federal hours, right? Well, they, they said- he went on to trash Trump. So he clearly was campaigning, but he just said he couldn't answer the question, well, whose cocaine was it? Or was it Hunter's or was it the president's because of the Hatch Act? And it's like, that has nothing. It's like, who thought of that? I'm sure he went back and said, whoever told me to say the Hatch Act? Well, we know it is Jean-Pierre. She's, yeah, come yeah, on. she's, saying she's accused of violating the Hatch Act. Exactly. Okay. So now, then so they so they keep saying i mean the keeping asked point blank you know can you say it wasn't hunters uh-huh. you think you'd be able to say yes guys all right whatever we don't know secret services investigating it but it wasn't hunters cocaine okay nor was it his sons or something like that right but instead they tried this is really interesting so they've switched hunter's to, son is on cocaine no he's like four that's what i'm joking um um, they've switched now where they where it was found. And again, they're, they're reporting it all over the place. But this time, NBC tries to suggest that it belongs to Kamala Harris. Listen to I this. I think that's probably like If we could play the Kamala soundbite. Where this was found, it was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place. And that West Wing reception area is still a publicly trafficked, a frequently trafficked place, but it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people, just average people, just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate. Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that. I know that. But for the benefit of our audience. And now the investigation has progressed. And so they're saying the West executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room and closer uh, to uh, the Navy mess where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. So like, why? I mean, you could have said any number of staff people go there, right? Why all of a sudden they're saying, you know, it's where the vice president's car is parked. This is a we car. all know she's a. Uh... Your boss in her left. This is why she can't make any sense. She's high as a kite. I mean, it's ridiculous. So like, you know, I mean, you could have left that out, right? That was a weird thing. No, that's important to throw in. I mean, that was thrown in deliberately. There are probably any number of executive staff members and things who use that entrance but yeah but they just said it's like you know we're like we're kamala parks i'm just saying i don't know i'm just saying i'm not accusing her of anything or (laughs) meanwhile cnn keeps trying to say this is in a public area they're trying to make it like we're boy scout troops people traipsing through here constantly um and then a guy by the name of bobby mcdonald was on with raymond arroyo um on fox over the weekend and he basically explained sort of what the ms or the nbc report there said too like no this was not this is an area where it, it was much more secure where you would think that they would screen for things like oh white powder terrorism you know probably even cocaine i'm assuming they probably have dogs sitting there right um but people who are not screened according to dan bongino are family members right and and dan bongino keeps saying there's no way it's not a family member everybody else is screened um so this is a very secure screening area and the secret service people keep saying you know no it, it should have been found and the fact that it wasn't found there's only one explanation and that was it was brought in by somebody who is so high up 
Saquon or, or maybe Kamala. But he kind of explains, you know, Politico is saying things like they may never know who did this because billions of people traipse through. We may never know. And, and, and Bobby. It's, Mc- like, it's like uh, who leaked the uh, right. draft opinion uh, that overturned earlier. <laughs> never be able to figure this out um if we could and he he's he says he suspects that they probably already know if we could please play the former secret service soundbite the first one fox's jackie heinrich is reporting that the secret service is conducting dna and fingerprint tests and reportedly reviewing visitor logs and surveillance how long could something like this take well, good evening, Raymond. It's nice to be with you tonight. I think the Secret Service is going to be utilizing every asset and capability that it has in its reach. Uh, they're going to be working with uh, other agencies that can assist in this investigation. Nobody knows that facility better than the uniformed division officers and the special agents of the Secret Service mm. who work there every day. They know every nook and cranny of it. They know every uh, place where videotapes are available. They've got the access to the visitor logs. Uh, I would disagree with the comment earlier that it's a very uh, highly traversed location. It may be on a Monday through Friday, although I don't think that it's very highly traversed over a holiday weekend. So Mm. my guess is that the Secret Service has a fairly good idea uh, of who may be involved in this situation. They definitely have an idea of who was on the campus that weekend. I mean, that makes sense, right? This is a Sunday, right? You don't have all that many people traipsing around on a holiday Sunday through this very secure thing. Um, And then he does, and I I am sad to say um, that that he kind of goes on to hint that it probably isn't Hunter um, because Hunter was there, they left on Tuesday or Friday. But anyway, Hunter was gone for several days. There were several days between when Hunter was there and when they found the cocaine. I know, I'm sorry. Um, And he goes on to, though, kind of explain, you know, once again, he's like, it's got to be somebody with fairly... I mean, fairly high up the food chain there to be going in this entrance and somebody who, you know, wouldn't have been searched. So if we could please play the uh, former Secret Service soundbite number two. No, the public tours use the entrance at the east side of the White House. This would be more for specialized tours for people who are bringing guests uh, in and the people who would be giving the tours are hard pass holders. So they are known people who work in and around the White House, who have a regular hard pass for entrance in and the white in and around the White House, excuse me, on a regular daily basis. Now, so so it it may be either a staffer or a guest of a staffer. You think that's what you you would surmise? Uh, again, based upon a holiday weekend, uh, the fact that most people who work in the old executive office building would not be in and around the campus. Sweeps are conducted all the time in and around the White House, as you know, to make sure that there's nothing that's inappropriate in various locations. So uh, the idea that this may have been in the cubby for several days uh, just doesn't hold water for me. Maybe, though. I mean, here Which goes to my theory. He's got has stashes all <laughs> over place. Well, I mean, but again, this is the Biden administration. Look how they handled Afghanistan. Look how he's handled the economy. Look, how, I mean, the guy can't. Maybe it's Joe's. They give it to him so we can, like, yeah. work up for it. I mean, yeah. and so you you do have to, to wonder. They want to down from that. But, and again, I mean, I initially... I thought this was just the whole thing was just kind of funny, right? And it's just kind of fun to talk about oh, yeah. and torture because, again, we do have a president who, you know, has his daughter questioned about the appropriateness of him showering with her when she right. was a, a child. Um, we've got the son who's, you know, a, a crackhead. Again, I mean, you know, they don't acknowledge the, the illegitimate grandchild. I mean, can you imagine this is the kind of family we're dealing with? So it isn't shocking, really, that we find cocaine in the White House there. I mean, and it seems to me, 
that if it was something like, okay, it was like a staffer who, I mean, you know, that wouldn't shock me if a White House staff person had cocaine, right? Oh, um, um, but it's shocking to me that they nobody found it or that the, the, everything is so lax. So I think it's good that Comer's doing it. But I also think it's fun that they can torture Joe Biden with it. Yeah, because it's so stupid. It is it's so, so enormously stupid. It kind of gets one of the things, but it gets to sort of the heart of the kind of president and the kind of family this guy has, right? It's, I mean, can, and again, and the unfair, can you imagine if they found cocaine when Donald Trump, you know, w- was there? Um, it, it'd be all over the place, right? Um, and so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, now, some people are, again, Politico is trying to give him cover saying um, that they may never know, just may never know, right? And, and again, they keep changing where they found it. So probably by Monday, pocket. <laughs> no, oh, by Monday, it'll be that bunny, the Easter bunny. Who was doing all kinds of crimes would have it there. Um, but it is kind of fun. You know, and it yeah. gives Donald Trump a little bit of fodder. Um, and I imagine if you're the Secret Service, it puts you kind of in a bind, right? You don't look, want to look like you're a bunch of incompetent idiots, right? Which they are. Which, but yet you don't want to say, um, yeah, it was Hunters. Or you know what I mean? Or you don't want to Kamala. say, or it was, yeah, it was Kamala's. Or it was the first, second gentleman's or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's... The second gay gentleman. It, it, and, and again, don't you think that the White House response to this, to me, even if it was a lie, this would be my advice to their PR people. It's like, let's say you absolutely know that it was Hunters, right? And then when you're asked, can you say that it wasn't Hunters? You would look them straight in the face and you would say, absolutely, unequivocally, without a shadow of a doubt, it was not Hunters. I love my son. Right. I mean, you would say something like that. You wouldn't say. Could you say that about Kamala? No. <laughs> we can't comment on Kamala because of the Hatch Act. Yeah. <laughs> and for Kamala, can you imagine you're sitting there and you're watching NBC and they're like, where the vice president parks? And she's like, what, what, what are they throwing me under the bus for? <laughs> so there is the party Friday. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it's like Sandra was earlier saying she needs a drink. So we wanted to depress you with, not depress you, but bring up. Yeah, yeah. Speed about the rhinos freaking out. Check the Colorado Sun over the weekend. We'll talk about that Monday. We'll see what the story says. to find out where Julie stashes. <laughs> yeah, our stashes. We just have stashes of vodka. We keep them in one place <laughs> sometimes mine um but that goes quickly too yeah, so goes quick. <laughs> hey everybody i want to thank as always um, mark poff for filling in for us on wednesday great. um great. all of the guests this week thomas all of you guys on zoom thank you for all of the comments um and everybody who follows us and watches you know you can get everything at chuck and julie.com um go have a great weekend a party friday with that whatever your stash of choices yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see y'all on monday bye bye everybody